You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 134 of Essential Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined as always by co-host and producer Dakota Davis. That's right. Today's episode features Chris Guffey in the third host chair because he has put on his candidate hat. He is running for City Council Ward 3 in Newcastle, Indiana. And to my left on the screen's right is Jerry Walden, the current incumbent and Democrat holding the Newcastle City Council Ward 3 seat. We're going to be discussing uh, a little bit of their backgrounds, uh, candidate bios, make sure that you guys get to know each uh, all the little details about each one of them have before you vote for all them the in little November. Details, yeah. All of them? Do I need to be all like Bob, Bob Lamey used to be We're with gonna, Colts and explain that Jerry is wearing uh, his pullover sweater with his nice button-down <laughs> shirt with the... With the, uh, the the thin pinstripes and Guffy has chosen the long sleeve shirt, no pullover, blue and white, just like Jerry, but checkered pattern. Hmm. If you mean? if you join the uh, if you join the Patreon, you'll see how much Guffy has emulated uh, emulated Jerry over the course of, the, of their <laughs> lifetimes. That's right. That that is a Patreon story. We're going to be talking to these guys about um, some city issues as well, the city finances um, and the current budget situation. Uh, whether the city should own land and what they are doing with downtown and whether or not each one of them are happy with the direction it is going. And then, of course, to end it, their goals if they are elected for the 2020 to 2024 term. So uh, that's a hell of a commitment. 2024. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds so you gotta, far away. You got to promise to still live here and everything. Um, <laughs> that was in a song, wasn't it? 2024. I don't know. Uh, this show, it's an us show. It's about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries, make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. We did that in the Patreon. We promised zero laughs now in the, in the, in the free portion. <laughs> well, I yeah, gotta take my smile you, off. You, you get no <laughs>, laughs. Uh, but hopefully you always learn something new. So, uh, very excited to have, uh, our candidate series continue. This is the, uh, can't believe it. This is the third cycle we've done. That's right. We did a primary cycle. We did the general election in 2018. And now here we are doing the 2019 municipal election. We're almost season pros. You know, this last primary, <laughs> the first voting round I've not voted in since 1976. Wow. Eh, you saved us money, though. That's older than Jeremiah. It, uh, <laughs> it, you know what? I, underst- I understand why, but it's just... I don't know. I, it, it's just sad. You could got to get more people committed to running. I That's know. The, it's yeah. just, it's just, sad. you know, more you, people you, involved in local politics. You could have run for mayor and it could have been real exciting in the spring. Oh Lord. I'd never have that <laughs> <laughs> guys. That that's, it's a, it's a commitment. Uh, you no, know, Chris and I had, had a conversation about the uh, property tax cap and, know this budget go around he threw some facts in that i didn't know but when you take away 3.1 million that's just our city uh i like having nice streets and 
nice sidewalks and employees getting paid a fair wage and I don't know, something. When the state's setting on how much money, Chris? $2 billion currently. And I think you said throw out $10 million each county. Yeah, $10 million just, to each county. That's 92 counties. It's $92 million, uh, $920 million. You're still sitting on a billion-dollar surplus. And I, okay. rainy day fund. Yeah, but Come I on. don't want Union that's, County to get $10 million of our money. Well. <laughs> that's, that's did they, did that's they a, earn it? That's our tax money. That's I feel like it's my money anyways. I feel like if we put the state in charge of that program, you'd have three states all competing for $300 million, and everybody else would get screwed. It, it should It'd be, be like, stellar on steroids. It should be like a delegated like the Electoral College with the landmass of the county. Because <laughs> Ohio County, I mean, they're getting the same amount of money as Henry County, and they have... Like a quarter of the amount of roads to pave that we do. Yeah, it should be based upon the uh, the importance of your roads. We have I seventy and uh, almost have I sixty nine here. Yeah, I think we're almost. True. I think we're pretty. We can make a case for ourselves. This isn't fair. Uh, <laughs> I demand equal distribution of the wealth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. But it's uh, our money. That's, that is it's, our money. Yeah, our right. Money. Right before it was stolen from you. All right. So uh, I'm wearing a new shirt. You are, and uh, it smells like a new shirt. I took it; it was in the mail today, so it's not oh, been laundered uh, yet. So that explains the odor. No, no laundry yet. Uh, luckily, I haven't smelled anything. That's just because the studio <laughs> smells like roses, and you know that's all we smell in here. Uh, if you want to get a shirt like Jeremiah has, Jeremiah, stand up and turn around. Model He's, for us. He has on the shirt from tchip.com slash bhol three. Uh, on the front, it has a nice medium-sized Boss Hog of Liberty logo right over your heart where it belongs. It. Yeah, I don't know. Um, What's it say on the back? Unless I'm just twisted up. No, well, you're supposed, twisted up. It's supposed to be over your over your left chest. So what's but it say on the back? On the back, it has... It says taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> right with the theme, right? <laughs> on, the, on the back is our tagline, which is uh, local stories, national impact. There you go. So that's, that's what's printed on the back of the shirt. Um, we also have two other stores, BHOL1 and BHOL2. Um, if you don't want to support us on T-Ship, well, then you can support us by donating to the show monthly at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. You can sign up at any month. Uh, I think that the lowest encouraged tier is $5 a month, but we have, uh, you know, Mason Rotting House is poor intern. Yeah. He's in there for a dollar and some change. Stone Aldridge is in there for a dollar and 34 cents a month. Contribute at any level you'd you like. Know, That's what we say. Yeah. And we, we love it if you do, you know, 50 bucks and we, we give you a shout out. That's Are right. still in college? Yeah. Mason is. Mason. Mason is. Mason's still in college. I think Stone just is a bag boy at a Kroger in Georgia. <laughs> so. Yes. It's, Yeah. It's a little different. Ma- you uh, Mason like- is our intern and Stone is uh, the We Are Libertarians Network intern. So yeah. they each help. And uh, if you, like Jeremiah said, if you donate at $50 or more a month, we promise to give you a shout out on every episode. Those people are Jonathan Phillips, Craig DeCosta from all the way in Hawaii, and Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne. Allen County. Yeah. All right. So that's that's enough of the intro stuff. Let's talk about our candidates. Um, I have Jerry. I have you written down first on my show notes. Um, wanted to talk to you about uh, a little bit about your background, your bio, and uh, some other things that you've done. And I pulled the information from the show notes from a Facebook post you made in 2015. 
Oh, so I hope so it's accurate. If they're wrong, it's your fault. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. He's, showing, he's blaming. Well, or your or your people. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was four years ago. A lot of things could have happened in four years. Maybe, maybe uh, instead of just a master's from Ball State, maybe he's got his doctorate now. Who knows? Well, I should have because I actually have two masters and then a certification of school counseling, which is not a full master's, just because I didn't decide to go to a you may have counseling facility to do work there, which. I thought it was waste. You may have more degrees than all of the other councilmen and councilman candidates combined. <laughs> I was I like, I like going to college. <laughs> well, because I was looking today, and I think that the, there were two that ran their bios in the uh, the Courier today, and they're both just they're not just, but they're Chrysler High School graduates. Yep. Honestly, my yeah. my last master's degree was a pilot program through Ball State, and uh, it was an online total online, and we basically. In a nutshell, we worked with all the professors to say, you know, you need to look at doing it this way because Dakota might write all my English assignments and you might do all my science assignments and, and turn it in. Just So those are the things that we worked through. And it, it was free, so I took advantage of it. I'm... I'm pretty sure that I'm good if I never see the inside of a classroom again. <laughs> I got my associates at uh, Ivy Tech, which is the, uh, you know, Dave Letterman calls Muncie the Harvard of Muncie. And Ivy Tech is the South Harmon Institute of Te- Technology at Muncie. Uh, so I went to Ivy Tech and for my associates. And then I did get a bachelor's degree at Indiana Wesleyan. But, um, yeah, I'm good. After, after those two, I'm, I'm set. Yeah, and the bachelor's degree at Indiana State. I was fortunate enough to be there when Larry Bird was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a sycamore. Yes, I'm the fighting sycamore back then. Had an Indian princess, an Indian chief, and now they're called leaves. So I don't know how that <laughs> happened. So. The, uh, the, the, the town in New York I'm from originally was the Red Raiders, and they used to have an uh, Indian chief as their, uh, as their logo. Now they're just the Raiders. And like the Oakland Raider kind of a deal. Not, uh, we can't do that anymore. So you, so you, like, like we said, you were raised here. You graduated from Tri High originally, right? Yeah. And, uh, but you, um, you lived in Newcastle first. Yeah. I actually, we lived on Broad Street right there at 21st Street in a, in an apartment. Then when I was, Two, we moved to uh, South 25th Street, just right off Grand. Fergie's Cabinet Shop. Mm, we were on the other exactly side of Ben's Grocery there. It's a white house with black shutters. You know. well, shout but, out to Mark Sean Orr for me knowing where that cabinet shop is. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Hernleaf uh, Westminster House. I was in the first kindergarten group there. And then went to Hernleaf fourth through, or first through fourth grade. And then they bust me all the way to Green Street. My fifth grade year for environmental reasons. You had those back then too. Oh yeah, hmm. I, they. The whole thing was they wanted to separate Booty Dobbs and I. <laughs> and uh, what they didn't know that Booty Dobbs' family moved to Seventh Street over the summer. So, <laughs> and my parents weren't too happy because they wanted me to go back to Hernley once they found that out. So they said he'll finish a year here. And we're moving out of town. So <laughs> that's how that all happened. But then you uh, you went to, uh, after high school at Tri High. You went to Indiana State and got a degree in industrial technology education. Mm-hmm. What uh, 
what what does that degree entail? Well, that, that's old school. That has what used to be called shop classes. Oh, okay. Uh, when I started out at Newcastle, I did my student teaching back here at Newcastle. Hold up your fingers for me. He's got all 10. What kind of shop teacher are you? Well, smart. <laughs> smart and careful. One that graduated from Indiana yeah, State. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, but I did my student teaching at the middle school, and there was uh, an opening that uh, came about, and uh, Paul Krauser was principal at high school. He was my principal out at Tri High, and uh, he worked out a deal with Indiana State for me to go ahead and fill that, that spot out while I still finished my degree and. I actually never interviewed for a teaching job at Newcastle. It just <laughs> fell in my lap. I was in the classroom for 12 years, and I taught a little bit of everything. But my big thing was the drafting program. I changed it from drafting, desktop drafting. We did engineering, architectural. Did you guys go to MicroStation or AutoCAD? No, or we went to AutoCAD. We used AutoCAD 1, and we did a, uh, a program with them. Uh, Larry Kobe and I wrote a really nice grant and what we had to do is send data back to AutoCAD you know when you drew the screws and bolts and nuts saved them on the disc and now it's all drag and drop so absolutely we were on the groundwork with that so I was in the classroom for 12 years uh, and then Dr. Pavey came knocking on my classroom door one day and said Jerry I need to see you and uh, I go okay what did I do now? You know, one of those things. He says, uh, you're going to go to Ball State and start working on your counseling degree. Okay, Dr. Payton. So <laughs> I did that, and I was, I was in uh, guidance counseling for 23 years, so a total of 35 years at, at the high school. And, Ooh, and I was right. the full in charge of all the testing at the high school. and uh, Probably all the things, that because that, I love being around the kids. That is my favorite part of it, but. When you don't believe in something, it's hard to go in each and every day and be in charge of it. And the testing is wrong, and uh, just couldn't convince the uh, state politicians of that. It, it's doing nothing to improve education. It's a so. battle that's still being fought. Yes, it needs to be done away with. So then you retired after thirty-five years at Newcastle High School, and according to the Facebook posts in two thousand fifteen. You decided you still wanted to be involved in the community and wanted to run for your city council seat. Man, Dickie Hahn was a neighbor just a couple of houses down from me. And when Dickie moved out of the state, he had uh, transferred with Chrysler Corporation. Uh, Jimmy Kidd served. And then uh, Jimmy came and talked to me and said, Jerry, I think this is going to be my last go round. Uh, you've, I actually live in my grandmother's house. So we've been there. I bought the house in 1980. And my mom's mother lived on Vine Street. And my brother lived on North 25th Street. And just been part of that, that, that side of town. And as Chris knows, the northeast side of town gets neglected. Yep. Quite just the a north. Bit. Just it, really anything north of Broad seems yeah. to get. It's uh, but left I, behind. I, I oh man, you got to be bigger better. picture. You got to be like north of Q. Everybody north of Q gets screwed. <laughs> <laughs> north of, north of Q and east of Indiana. And that, yeah. That's why. That's why I'm I'm excited or about East, 16th Street. And Chris may not be aware. East of, of 14th, this, but, rather. Yeah, but 16th Street from Broad out out to uh, the hospital is going to be totally redone here. 
you know how the state is on this stuff, but supposedly start next year. Mm. And That'll the base is so bad project. that they're going to have to take it down like they did Broad Street, <laughs> at least part of Broad Street. Sidewalks included? Well, that's, that's, <laughs> Walking that's, paths? that's where I'm getting to. How walkable we, are we going to be? We have actually asked the state to consider taking sidewalks at least to Washington Street. Mm. And if they really want to do it right, out to the hospital. You know, We have nursing homes there. We have the hospital, which is the largest employer in our county. And, and Chris knows this, I'm sure, too, that people walk 14th Street like crazy. Oh, Absolutely. And, and part of mine and Rex's plan that we've been looking at, and Jimmy started it with Rex, we're going to get the Ted Fitzgerald Trail from Wilburide Elementary to Osborne Park. Well, that's that's in that's going to happen. Um, but part of this stellar, what we're trying to do is finish out sidewalks on 14th Street out to Garner Street, and that's going to tie. The That'll connect all, all the trails together. In. And guys, that's I mean that's just common sense. Can't leave out that south side of town. That last connection between Southview and Woodbrook, and the hundreds of houses that are down there. Yeah, got to get that one tied in too. Well, that last that last 800 feet. And Aaron and I had a meeting over at the state capitol. And, uh, Corey Murphy went with us, and they're going to redo State Road 3 also. And uh, we had that, that third lane on the east side. Basically what we offered up, is there any way we could give up that third lane and put sidewalks from 300 all the way out to Memorial Park? Um, and really why it hit Home with me is Kathy and I go to Cafe Royale every morning. She has a hang up with that. But uh, we saw a family, and there is that first big snow we had this last winter. And they were walking with a baby carriage, two small kids, mom and dad. Dad was in a McDonald's uniform. Mom was in Burger King uniform. Cars were coming. They lift every kid up in baby carriage, put them in the snow next to the cemetery, and. It, well, and honestly, if you look at that area, you don't have to give up a travel lane. You've got, especially in front of the cemetery, you could have a walking path there very reasonably and uh, and, and not have to even give up the, the northbound travel lane. But we were trying to offer them something to say, no, this makes sense. Yeah. It, it just makes sense with Walmart out there and and Ivy Tech out there. And the, the next issue that we'd have to look at to get passion uh, – Walking lanes across three, we have sidewalks on the other side also. So, well, I don't think it has to be full blown sidewalks. Yeah. It just has to be. You have to be able to receive them. So, would it would it need? It to has be full? to be a sidewalk, and we'd have to talk to the businesses over yeah. there. So, mm. I don't know. It, that's that's some of the future things that that I'd like to see considered. It's just like one hundred three. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. That's the only state road in the whole state of Indiana intersects I-70. It doesn't have an exchange. The only one. It's in our uh, Henry County master plan. Uh, uh, in the compre- in the comprehensive plan, it's there. And it's, we it's requested. It, we it's put hoped it there for. purposely. Yeah. And it's going to cost $80,000 just to do an engineering survey there. Holy cow. So my thing was... Guys, you're redoing 70 from Greenfield to Richmond. That's our corridor that you're trying to build up. 
why don't you just go ahead and do the engineering survey while you're at it? Because uh, you're sitting on how much money? $2 billion. $2 billion. To add that interchange, I would guess just in rough. I can tell you what it is. Rough numbers. 12 to $15 million. I would guess they showed us figure 20 million. Yeah. That's, that was being conservative. It was 13 million. It Muncie, uh, turned down having Centennial uh, over their bypass. They were mm-hmm. going to build a bridge there and they, they were only going to have access from two bounds instead of three or instead of four bounds, you know, northbound, southbound kind of a deal. And that was a $13 million project, but that was going to add a bridge. So yeah, that's. And yeah. It, could, it could actually mirror the state road three intersection. The yeah. exchange there, it, it'd be the same setup. Yeah, could be very similar. And and think about this, guys. You have five hundred between one hundred three and three. What would that property there be worth? Because every economic development meeting that I've gone to, that Corey's had, the number one priority for industry, new move-ins, is access to the interstate. It's going to be growth south. That's the the most just, expected thing in the in the county and in the city. Obviously, and I would you know I would suspect you know Newcastle moved Chris south and it follows three. It kind of looks like the shape mm-hmm. of Alaska, where it Newcastle all, it reaches all the way down and touches I seventy at State Road three. I would suspect over time you're going to see the city limits, with the exception of my community, so that I can enjoy the lower taxes in white estates. You guys are going to keep annexing, now, annexing we, we more and more you out and more. With the sewer issue out there, so. right. boy, just boy, could you help me some more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know the grass that they just got to grow. They're digging up in front of my house today are they again. Oh, yeah, geez. I don't know what I don't know what the what, how we're being blessed with another excavator, but they just got the grass seed to grow and they're digging again. Well, so, it's. Um, I'm still floored that the state came through with what they did on that. I, I never would have guessed that would have happened. And that is because of a lot of hard work by Greg and, and Dave. It's Honestly, you have to say that. Yep. Uh, I don't think the county, the county knew exactly what. They couldn't go out there and build a new sewage plant. And we no, had the, the county's not in the sewage plant business. There's no way. It's a very convoluted product project where the the houses there had been paying city utilities for 50 years. And then you get to where all of a sudden it's not functioning. And it's like, well, hell you didn't, we don't own the asset. We just been processing the stuff that's been coming down the line. That's, it it should have been done years a, ago. Jeremiah. That's a, that's, that's a very yeah. strange, how we got there is not anything anybody in this room did, but it's just no. a, how the heck did we get there? No, it shouldn't have taken this long to fix that issue. So we know from experience that if you start getting involved in, uh, in one area of the community, like the city council, <laughs> you uh, find yourself being involved in a whole lot of other areas. So what, what other things do you do to occupy, occupy your time? Uh, as far as related to city business, probably the most enjoyable committee for me has been the housing committee. Uh, we've taken on Castle Heights project, which is 14th Street to 19th Street, A Avenue to I Avenue, which, Chris, that includes just a little bit of our, yeah, our yeah. ward there. Um, veterans come in with some monetary help. Duke's come in with some monetary help. We're kind of using it as a test site. And I wish I had the exact numbers to share with everyone here tonight, but it, 
it's really flooring the committee, the data coming back as far as how many properties are actually owned by people who live there. What are rentals? Very few owner-occupied. It would surprise you. And I don't want to give any figures out because they're not exact right now. But how many houses have no electrical hookup? The base has been pulled. No and how, water. Yep. Yeah, no power. And how many have no water hookups? That's a yeah, theme all over the city, particularly in, in the third, you know, in the third district here, as you, you know, over the years, I've knocked on a lot of these doors for the last 10 years in, in different political races and volunteering and being a candidate myself and the same houses have been a problem for a, for a very long time. Well, and you can tell, you know, there, there used to be blue dots on the abandoned houses. The, the postal service always put blue dots on the mailboxes and now it's gone from the blue dots to the, the meter's gone. It's been so long. The power company has come and taken the meter. And well, and, it, and who you got to feel sorry for? I noticed today, Chris, coming home from work, they actually had the teardown going on Woodward down there in seventeen hundred block. Um, you feel sorry for the neighbors who have to live by yeah. those properties. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, the yards get overgrown and neglected. It becomes a breeding ground for possums and raccoons. And, well, that was overgrown. You know. That was city owned. And that to me, that's, that's what was embarrassing. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you get those requests, don't you? People asking what to, <laughs> what to do or how do you handle it? Yeah. Uh, so there's actually a house in my, uh, on my block that the, the weeds had grown up real far. And my neighbor was like, Hey, what do I have to do? And I'm like, well, hold on, let me reach out. Cause I know at some point I remember hearing, like, I know the city contracts out or used to contract out people. Yeah. And so I was like, hold on, let me reach out to see if I can find somebody. Because he was going to mow the yard anyways. I was like, let me see if I can get the city to pay you to mow the yard. So, um, How'd that turn out? Uh, I think he just ended up mowing it. Just Yeah, yeah just they, they have they have a couple of contractors that go out and do that. Supposed to go out and do that. Yeah, like, well, like if you drive down 18th, there's a few houses on the west side <laughs> that you'll see every month, month and a half. It's, you know, it's knee high and just. Shaggy it's looking. only supposed to be eight inches. Yeah. And so, then, so can the and that's council? Right on 18th Street. Can the council give neighbors amnesty? <laughs> you know, no, so you can, if you if you say, "Hey, this is a nuisance, and I'm doing this for the good of the community," you know, for the neighborhood, or is is it a thing where the council can? No one's going to say anything. Yeah, well, yeah. The council it, can keep you from getting in trouble, and it's well, just going to be okay. No, it's, you won't it's, get it's in, abandoned. The council can't stop you from getting in trouble because technically, it I guess it would be trespassing, trespassing. but. The city does not have any ordinance because I asked because somebody had told me that the city had an ordinance. So I asked about it and the city does not have an ordinance uh, that says you can't. We actually have an ordinance that says you can. It's like a good Samaritan act or something like that. It's like the circuit drive in front of my house, Chris. I've mowed that since 1980. The city's that's city owned. City's never taken care of that. And I got direct. And even becoming a city councilman, yeah. well, you still have to mow the damn thing. <laughs> That's okay. We planted <laughs> pine trees there. There were Man. no pine trees, and it's called Pinecrest. <laughs> we what planted a, new pine trees there. What kind of perks come with being a city councilman if you still have to mow the You still got to push most city ground. <laughs> you know what? For the 1400 Plaza, Aaron and I both told the mayor, you put grass in there, we'll maintain the grass. We'll switch out months ago to Aaron's. <laughs> Yeah, you'll do February and March. Yeah, and then uh, Dickon has to do uh, April until uh, November, and then at the least. rest of them can cover yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah at least. <laughs> there you go. 
So, Chris, we need to get to your bio before we start getting into everything else. Alrighty. You you decided to get uh, more involved in city and county politics following Jeremiah's campaign and helping out with that. Um, you found yourself as a member of the Monuments Committee at Memorial Park because that's what we do in the Libertarian Party. We get involved with Memorial Park and then decide to run for office. Yeah, so <laughs> you take a volunteer position with the government, and then you decide we need to overthrow it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. None of this is that, works. Is that what you call grassroots? That's, yeah. that's yeah. grassroots. You get on the inside and go, "This is terrible." Is that why you decided to run, or is there another reason? No, uh, I, I actually had decided to run before. Um, so I, I had uh, went to the convention for the libertarians, and I actually called Jerry before I went to the convention and told him I didn't want to hear want him hearing anything. From the newspaper or anywhere else, I wanted to be man to man and tell him that's a class act. Chris. And so um, I decided that I was going to run. Um, and you know, it's nothing against Jerry. It's just people need a need a choice. They you know, this is our right to vote, and they need a choice. And the city elections aren't any fun when you don't have one. Yeah, and it's the, it's the process. You know, I call myself young. Uh, technically, you are young. Younger than me, so yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> so it's just it's time for the younger generation to step up and take pride in the town that they live in and, and try to lead the charge and try to get us in the right direction that we think in 30 years, you know, that, that we want to see the town in. So since you've, since you've decided to run, you've gotten pretty involved and in going to meetings mm, uh, yeah. all the time, it seems. I work out with you in the morning, so I I know how often you go to meetings. Uh, have you enjoyed becoming more involved? Absolutely. Uh, you. So I decide when I decided to run. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, and you know, you just don't realize how busy your schedule fills up. Like, <laughs> like I used to have a lot of downtime. <laughs> I used to sleep a lot, and so now it's always like, oh, hey, what are you doing on Monday night? Well, I got the city council meeting. And then if it's the third one. Third, you know, the, the second meeting or the third week. Well, I got the city council meeting followed by the park board meeting, and that'll be a two-hour meeting. And then next thing I know, it's all right. Well, the monuments committee is so and so. Do you want to join the monuments committee? I'm like, I'm going to all the meetings anyway. Why not? I'm like, sure. Sounds like a good plan. And then um, you get, you know, you start developing friendships with like Sean Defoe, and so he's a member of Newcastle downtown, and. He's like, hey, we're looking for board members. Do you, would you like to come on? I'm like, yeah, sure. So um, I, I joined Newcastle Downtown. Uh, Kathy Hamilton just called me last week to ask if I want to join the new Veterans Museum that they're they're forming. And so she doesn't know yet, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take that. And then obviously go into the city city meetings and you just learn things that you didn't know was happening and you just feel, you know, more knowledgeable. And then when people have questions and they come to you and you're like, Oh yeah, listen, I got that covered. I understand where that's it. That, you know, and that's how it works. You start, uh, explaining local government to everybody else. Yeah. You start so, lear learning the players. You it know? works out that well, people like your neighbor. You could find it could be something every night. Yeah. <laughs> every there, night. There, There is. Yeah. For, um, and during the day, too. And that's the hardest. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why Why people, why they want, they say, we want young people to get involved. Why do you make a meeting at <laughs> Two, 930 it, in the morning and yeah. normal people, younger people are working. working. Like I've, 
I've, I've fortunately, taken my, fortunately, I have a boss that understands. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I've taken, and my bosses are pretty pretty lenient about it. You've um, been you've attended a lot of stuff. That I, typically, yeah. you know, if you were at a rigid, yes. if I was at a rigid, and I just tell them, I'm like, hey, look, I've got a meeting at ten o'clock. I'm just going to go ahead and take my lunch at ten o'clock, and I'll be back. And, and then you'll just be hangry at three. <laughs> yeah. Hangry and sleepy. Hangry at twelve. What are you talking yeah. about to me? So. This is my brunch break. <laughs> I'm on brunch. 15 minutes, guys. So you are currently an agriculture electronics technician. That is true. Yeah. Uh, do you think that lends itself to being on the city council in any way, shape, or form? Well, I mean, um, yeah. Patience. Patience. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> Nothing in the government is quick. And then also, um, you have to be able to look at schematics and find out what's wrong, and then you have to diagnose the problem. And then you have to diagnose what's the best way to fix it. Do you, you know, you can look at something and it could be like, well, it doesn't turn on. Is the easiest solution to find out why does it have power or is it, do you just go dive straight in? Do you start, start looking at some analytics. Yeah. Yeah. Do you start at the basics or do you just dive right in and hope you, you discover the answer? So I think, I think being able to diagnose the problems and finding out the base root of the problems would be the biggest, the biggest help and then move on from there. Before all this, you you graduated from Newcastle. Yep, you were it, raised here. Yeah, so I was actually so born in 1989 here in uh, I believe in Newcastle. You're here for the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> solid. For Just six, made it six Just months. It. I was born in six June. Months. Yeah, so and then I lived in uh, Hospital Heights until I was about 12. Moved to Albany, Kentucky, which everybody from Newcastle has somebody that they're related to. Wait, you yeah. moved to Albany, Kentucky? Yeah. You're like a huh. first generation Guffy here, though. <laughs> you guys got to it's Albany. Albany. Different, different it, claims it, it in Albany call it different things, yeah. I think. Well, it's like Monticello. Monticello, yeah. yeah. Well, and so not only that, so we moved down there, and then we stayed there for a year, and then we, we moved back. I got to interrupt you for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Is it Washington or Washington Street? It's Washington. <laughs> <laughs> See, my family's from Burnside, Kentucky, the Somerset area. So. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's right out. See, everybody e- knows everywhere. Eastern Kentucky, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, so then I moved back, moved out my, to those Heights. Those are my customers. I love, I love Kentucky. <laughs> moved out to Heights again, and then uh, left there, and we moved around the city a little bit here and there. And um, 2009, deployed to Afghanistan, got back 2010, went to Lafayette for about six months, determined that that was not, that was not home. Now, that doesn't mean you went to Purdue. No, I did not go to Purdue. <laughs> I mean, PU, right? I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I partied. Glad Rex isn't here to speak. <laughs> I, I, I partied at Purdue, but I did not go to Purdue. You went on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Well... And so I was living in Lafayette, and at the time, I was actually making the drive back every Tuesday Tuesday night to bowl in the Rolls Bowl Mixed League. So I was driving two hours to bowl. You just could never let go of Henry County. No, no, it's, a, it's home. Henry and Newcastle, it's home. So you always want to move back. So I moved back and been been living here. And You, uh, but, well... You you skipped a portion of time there. For six years, you were in the Army National Guard. Yeah, I signed the contract in 2006, like late 2006, when I was a junior in high school. Was that just like a weak moment, or did you, was it a was it on purpose? No, I knew I knew from the age of about mm, 13 or 14 that I was going to join the Army National Guard because your, your brother did it as well. My right? brother did. My brother's two years older than me. He joined, and I was like. Ah. 
<laughs> Can't let him go. Those, <laughs> those girls like the guy in the uniform. I was like, nah, I was like, that that wasn't it. It was my, you know, it's my brother. And I, if anything were to happen to him, I, I couldn't let him just go by himself. So, um, cause they let you serve right next to each other. Well, you can volunteer for the deployments. And so we probably could have got on, but he, luckily he didn't go when they went to Iraq in 08. Yeah. 07, 08. And so anyways, um, signed in 06, got out in 2012 with an honorable discharge. So, All right. Well, you already covered the ways that you have become more involved in the community. So I guess we'll dive right into uh, some discussion about uh, the issues that are facing the city and some of the big things that we've uh, seen go on as we've covered uh, <coughs> covered the news in Newcastle. Uh the big thing, of course, is last week, uh, that was the start of our candidate series, even though the two candidates that we had in here, uh, you can't vote for them. Uh, <laughs> yep. Aaron Dickin and Rex Peckinpah, who are both the city councilmen, we we invited them on to talk about the uh, 2020 City of Newcastle budget, and because it was killed at the last city council meeting. So uh, we'll start with you, Jerry. Um, you were there. Uh, you could have made a motion to... To get the bill to get the budget to pass, why, uh, why not? Well, I, I think Aaron and Rex covered the main part. There are still some discussions going on. With some of the departments. It would not have been fair to have passed that, uh, with that still going on. Now, but my other part was if there is no budget, that means we have no city, and we're just we're lawless free right. land, right? We're, we're good. Desert, right? Mad yeah. Max. The the other thing is, and I, I don't remember Aaron or Rick stating this, but every council member is part of that committee. Right. And we had two council members not in attendance. And that was my other side of it because it, it just wouldn't have been right not having everyone vote for it because it, it's that big of an issue. That was the second reading. You guys, it, forgive me, you do three readings, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So that wouldn't have been a final. It was just a, a vehicle to get to the third reading so that you could Correct. adopt it. So what we'll have to do is go back to phase one. So so if at this next Monday's budget meeting you say yes to a new you'll budget, go to a second you'll go to a second reading the following. So it's a, it's a uh, three-week cycle again. As long as things have been taken care of, because there's a process. Um, People might have been told last year there's not going to be any new monies available for this next year, but you still have to go through the process. And, Chris, I believe you there when one of the representatives of the fire department department got up and spoke. First reading, yep. Yep, and Chris was very – he was not negative. He complimented the administration, but he said there's a process, and there is, and there are dates to that process, and – and it it just it need to go through the processes. Real quick to touch up, because um, about the about the budget, I don't see. That's what I thought that it would have to go back to the phase one. But uh, a councilman that I talked to said that council has told him that all you have to do is just go back to second reading because if because if you go to phase one. You can't pass the budget. You have to default to the 2019 budget because you have to go through phase one. You have to give 30 days notice of the public hearing. 
and you can't pass that by November 1st. Okay, that isn't what council said at that meeting. Okay, well, that's I'm I'm just telling you what what one council See, when 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 you don't have direct lines to the council. Yeah. But uh, I believe uh Mr. I, Copenhaver stated that we had to start the process over. Can, well, and I might be I may, may not have heard it correctly, but now, was that a private meeting or was that at the public? No, that was at the At, at the, the city meeting? meeting? Yeah, yeah, at well, the city meeting. And that's why I thought that it had to go back to phase one. So you heard the same thing I did. Yeah, I heard the exact same thing you did, but and that's why I was thinking it. And then I've been talking to another councilman, uh, our, one of our favorites, Aaron, because I, I harass him. But um, He needs to be harassed. He, I agree. <laughs> that's why I do it. And so um, I've been talking to him, and he said that he talked to council – and that we could just go back to phase two as long as there's no changes in the budget. Budget, so. But if there are changes, yeah. If there's any changes, then you'd have to start the whole process. You could adopt at that point. You probably could pass two and then make a modification at three. Or can you change an ordinance mid at you, the midpoint? Or can, if you make any alterations, do you? You uh, can make some. You can make some changes at two. Yeah. And accept those changes, adopt them. Right. And then you can go to. Third and final reading, and that and with the budget, you know, we do we speed through some things, but this will not be one of those things. Yeah, so it, but, it's just it's too important. So, Chris, and, so, and the thing is, with you know, I go through it line by line. In the last two years, there's there's the software package isn't good that that we've been using, and they're looking at Christy and, and Brenda are looking at some new packages there's something wrong with the cell setup and and the total sums were coming out wrong and this time around it it looked pretty clean so it's it's, it's an plug, interesting process it's plug and play guys yeah i mean it's simply plug and play with the figures and right you're taking is i assume it's baseline budgeting you're taking a lot of what you did the year prior and then adding in some cost of living and a few projects here and there but generally it's probably a year over year typical process. Yep. So Chris, with your side of the budget, uh, Mm -hmm. not being an elected official, what do you think, uh, what do you think about them not passing the budget? Oh, I actually, I actually commend them on not passing that budget because it's just like Jerry said, there's a process. You, they didn't talk to fire. They didn't talk to the FOP. They didn't talk to the city workers. As far as I knew, the city workers weren't even up for negotiation until the week following that meeting or following the, yeah, no following the second meeting. Yeah. So, so they were scheduled. Yeah, Yeah. they were. Yeah. So how do you even, how do you even present a budget to get voted on when you haven't even talked to the people that you negotiate contracts with? And I, well, I mean, you could say that's a negotiating tactic. (laughs) <laughs> sure it is but the if all the city is, workers strike then what yeah, do you do but it's just out of respect guys well yeah, yeah 100 you know it's just out of respect. it's just like the, uh it was his name chris from the fire department that talked it's just like he said you know even if you know you're not we're not going to get raises or anything you sit across the table from me in good faith and we negotiate because you know what we may not be able to give you a cost and living raise but you know what we can do we can give you an extra two days off we might be able to negotiate something like that. We can negotiate soft benefits. So in 2020, mm-hmm. if you're developing, if you are elected in uh, part of reading and approving the 2021 
uh, fiscal budget, what what are some things that you would like to see in there that um, maybe or maybe get changed versus what uh, what's in twenty twenty? Uh, maybe not so much money in just the general fund. Let's actually direct those funds to departments like the street department, the fire department, the you know the the public services and the city services that we are required to provide. You know, your trash gets picked up, your streets are paved, your you know, if your house catches on fire, the fire department's there. Something happens and you need the police, they're there. EMS is there, you know, and that's what we need to do is move the general fund. And then if something happens and, you know, if we prioritize that over projects and if something happens and we need, they need to move money and they have to come to the city, then they have to come to the council and show that there's an actual emergency and then we can actually move the funds. And that happens anyway. Yeah. So you do a cost transfer, but so what you're saying is you're advocating for the, the ports, parts of city government that touch you rather than the, yeah. the fixtures, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the services rather yeah. than the assets. 1400 Plaza looks great. Looks great. But, and I know that comes from TIF, but you know, if the money can be used to better maintain our streets, put sidewalks in, you know, things like that, things that, you know, we need to provide the city that we say we're going to provide the city. And that's, that's a big part of the conversation we've had on this show now. And, and a theme that we've seen is if you look at the, if you look at downtown Newcastle and you just jump on beacon and you click on the property owners and you say, Hey, that parcel there, <clears throat> that's owned by a nonprofit. That parcel is owned by a church. That parcel is owned by the County. That parcel is owned by the city. You're starting to run out of parcels like the one we're sitting in that are owned by pr- somebody private that's actually paying taxes Texas. for all of these services and things that we want. Um, and at some point there has to be that balance. I, and I wanted to hear from each of you guys and you know, what, what's the future of downtown? You know, at some point well, no, we, we, keep, we, we saw, well, but downtown's a part of the conversation because yeah. of, of the, the castle conversation that's happened in this last summer. <laughs> uh, I don't know if all of the conversation there. Can't. All of these, all of these buildings are are trending. The Mariana Bank building is is in the city's hands. It's just it, it, you've had this theme. Can I get back to the budget just real quick? Sure. I think one of the things that we needs to be looked at is the emergency services. Because yep. right now it's eighty twenty, and uh, I think that split needs to be changed. Eighty uh, twenty. Eighty percent goes to the general fund of what they bring in. And they bring in a tremendous amount. Yeah, all of money. the all the emergency runs that they do, and, and they've increased, and, and they've increased, and they're basically going to be countywide before too long. They kind of are now, and I think Josh has some really good concepts to go along with that, and with the uh, new facility, which is going to be awesome. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go in there. I haven't, I haven't yet. Career programs already putting it to use, and there are night classes there already. Mm. Um, yeah, we've but seen that, the pictures that, on their Facebook page. Yeah, it's you guys need to go in there and see that. This is in the old RMC building, REMC building. Yes, yes, in front part there. But uh, that's one part that needs to be looked at specifically. As far as downtown guys, we I've I've seen Broad Street go through so many transitions. Uh, when I grew up, that was every Friday, Saturday night. When they put the mall in down there, that was that was the stupidest thing that could have ever taken place. Uh, cruising was a big deal, and had been for a number of years. Um, 
then when State Road 3 went in and people started moving their businesses down there, it got in bad shape. And we needed something to anchor that. Now, was 1,400 Plaza what I envisioned it to be? No. Uh, I bumped heads with administration over 14th Street. That was probably my number one thing. You know, I traveled that for 35 years going, well, 32 years because the last three years I couldn't use it. <laughs> um, oh, they, oh, they were going to close that down. The first year of this show, we were asking for some hero to come out there and remove the barrels for us because. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only road that goes through town. It's not interrupted with a railroad system now. Matter of fact, it goes all the way to the southern boundary of Henry County and all the way to the northern boundary of Henry County. Uninterrupted. You want to close it right in downtown, right in the middle. I'm not for closing any streets, but if you want to close a street, why didn't you close? Talk about closing 15th Street now. It goes nowhere now. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call the library nowhere, but I mean, if you (laughs) you want to, if you want the librarians picking picking on you, I saw Parks and Recreation. Those people are vicious. At at Broad Street, though, once you get past Broad Street, it ends because of closing of the railroad crossing there. And, uh, oh, yeah, that I, is true. That was really frustrating for me. It was a big deal to the post office. I talked to Kyle several times. Uh, it was messing up their routes coming into town because it still showed that being open. You know, that's how I went to get Jack's Donuts. That's how I went to Dairy Queen. That's how I came back from baseball practice for 18 years. At this point, I want to raise a practical question. Uh, 14th Street is reopened, but the damn stoplight at the post office <laughs> has been flashing for five years. Uh, Who's in charge of that? Well, traffic committee. We we looked into that. And Can we just take it down? We took down the one in front of the Elks Club. Well, no. Uh, I asked. That Do we need or, another hero to to cut down the thing? Because I can I, in the cover of darkness, we can that, accomplish a lot, well, Jerry. The thing is visibility there because that's that's probably the most jaywalked street in the whole town. Probably in the whole county. Yeah. But with the no, nursing home facility there. Brandy and out there that, with her dog. And it's, <laughs> a, it's a visual thing. Um, it might be some time that it goes back to a full green, yellow, red. Stuff. Right now, it's going to stay as it is. And that's the people around there. So it's a feature a, now. It's not broken. It's just that's the way no, it's supposed that's, to be. That's how it is now. And the, the businesses around there and the people who live there, that's how they wanted it. And I have people from around town that I depend on who give me information whether I want it or not, but they're very honest and that's, you got to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it was hands down, leave it as is. Um, All I got to say is, but go, we did look into it. You go north that way. If you stop where you're supposed to, I cannot see that light. Mm-mm. Like I can't like at the bend. No, and, Cause you're underneath yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move that back. Yeah. So, as an overall uh, big picture thing, as far as uh, the city owning buildings, like uh, the interest that was expressed in the Castle Theater, you you a supporter of that? You're shaking your no, head. No, I, I would have never voted for that. Yeah. And I don't think the council would have voted for that. Are there any, uh, the are there city any city buildings we need to get rid of now that we shouldn't have? Well... <sighs> <laughs> Jerry's like, hold um, on, let me throw a dart. Which one? You know, that's a fence that you got. You, you really had to walk. You don't want it to set empty. We're not, we're not fence walkers here, man. Let's, yeah, but uh, but as a 
you don't want it to set empty because when anything sets empty, it decays. And if you can't have it occupied with something going on in there, you're going to be tearing down. You know, the best example is the big warehouse right across from the drive through there on Broad Street. Oh, yeah. At 23. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. It used to be it's, an old suntan. Yeah, but if you look oh, yeah. at it, yeah. it has a hole in the roof. The guy lives in, I think it's California, Chris. Yeah. Is that what I've been told the last mm-hmm. four meetings? But now, if you look at the wall, notice that the brick is popping. The one window broke out two weeks you get, ago. You get water in it, and you don't have heating and cooling, it, and the it, roof it's fails. It's starting and, to move. Yeah. Well, we can't do anything with an owner out of state. Yeah, we can't so that means, put him in the courts or anything. That means that the city's going to have to be responsible for bringing that down. And that, that just mm. bites me in the rear end. Uh, one of the things that the housing committee is going to do, we're going to put together a, a letter and recommend to the county first go around on these tax sales, let it be local people. Second go around, open it up to online because that online's killing us guys. Yeah. At the last go around, I had two people who buy up properties here in town, renovate them, sell them or rent them out. They missed out on 10 properties each. That's 20 properties that would have been owned locally that were bought from people, by people from out of state. That's just not not right. It's just like Firestone property. That guy bought that looking at a picture that was 10 years old, and he thought the facility was still standing. It had been burnt down for five years. Yeah. It's just frustrating. What about you, Chris? Are you, did you support? What did you think about the the Castle Theater situation, oh. or and, and buildings in general? I, do we want to? Do we want the city to buy these buildings to make them make it look better? I don't think that's our job. Um, it's not the job of the city to buy the buildings. I understand that it's. We need to do what we can but we don't need to take them on as our own personal responsibility. And especially like, like the castle. Um, we're not in the city does not run a business. We are not a business. Uh, it shouldn't run like that. Um, it's just like the armory. Um, I've looked at the, I've looked at the budget and you know, there's a line item for a hundred thousand dollars for utilities for the armory and the city center. But in the estimated revenue section, there is no no line item that I saw for the estimated revenue of the armory. This so, just costs us yeah, money. So, our, I mean, I don't know if Jerry, and I'm not putting you on the spot, but I don't know if you know the numbers. Like, does, this, not, does not the armory right actually? Him, but we were paying that anyway because Mayor Small bought that for a dollar. So, well, I mean. And we were paying that, that heating cooling bill anyway. And it's gone in, and they've renovated some of the stuff, and that's brought the cost down. So, so, so that's where that you know that conversation is. Is ten years from now, who should that building belong to? Is that ten years from now? Should that be the city's, or should well, it be? I think you know, at some point you'd hope that someone would would approach the city and say, you know, we'd really like to take this over. Or can you list it? Can you call a couple of realtors and say, hey, what's it worth, and can we you, get it sold? I mean, you, you know what. I, I would assume so, but you know what happens when you assume. Mm-hmm. Um, the Elks might need a new bingo hall. It, yeah. <laughs> Redlands was the best, best hardware store in the world, guys. That's, I like Jerry's Supermarket. 
I grew back up in, on Jerry's Supermarket, man. I, back all in the, the time. Line. Becker Brothers. Oh. You go back before uh, that, Becker Brothers. Back in that back, they had the little quarter machine where you could bet horses. <laughs> <laughs> you degenerate, you. I got a funny story about Becker Brothers when they owned it there. Good thing sports it, Right by the too. railroad tracks. I was five years old. And my brothers and their, our neighborhood guys put me in, in charge of watching out for the police or anyone from the store, and they bought me an ice cream cone. And they were taking watermelons down there and smashing them on the railroad track. <laughs> You're the lookout guy. <laughs> Next thing I know, Ronnie Young's tapping me on the shoulder. He says, are you supposed to be the lookout for those guys? And I started crying because I knew we, we were ahead. So I wasn't very good lookout. Not a good lookout. They didn't pay you enough. They only paid you one Just ice cream. an ice cream cone. It used to be an ice cream place. Yeah. Funny story. Those are good memories. I mean, so we're looking at the list of buildings. I mean, should the city have, uh, should they have saved the seafood place on, uh, on the south side of town that, over by that, Chrysler? That place was a mess. <laughs> I uh, lived right there for a couple of years, right next to it on H Avenue. What is the name of that place? In that the port porthole. Hole. The porthole. porthole, yeah. I was, uh, I was so happy to see that place go. When I was at, attending Indiana State, there were people that we knew in town that came here every Saturday to get a steak. At the porthole. Now, see, I I was at a party one time, and uh, someone started talking about the history of that building. I th- it might have been my grandma. I party with my grandma. I'm real <laughs> with your grandma. <laughs> and uh, I th- couldn't get I a think date that night. Or? I think it was her talking. He probably about... brought his date with him. <laughs> <laughs> now, wife. <laughs> yeah. I, she was. At, oh, I was married at the time, but so she was starting telling me about the the tank. And how everybody used to love the tank, and how it was a, it was this huge fixture, and people would drive from hours away to go eat at the best seafood restaurant for miles. And they had a uh, a banquet there every year for the drivers from the five hundred, and you'd go there and get autographs from them all. Wow! But I had a little bit too much to drink that night. And, uh, <laughs> you, you don't with your remember all the details. And uh, his grandma I, can drink him under your the table. About, His grandma can drink him yeah, under the table. She can. About, <laughs> about two weeks later. He's only been drinking for two years. He's learning. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you got to build that tolerance up to get on that level. She, about two weeks later, a, a package showed up at my house. It's not an Amazon box or something. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I opened it up, and it was a glass from the tank, Are Newcastle, Indiana. And I had bought it off of eBay that night. <laughs> <laughs> They used to have a big uh, aquarium in there where they had fish and lobsters and all that. Could you pick out your lobster? Was it one of those? You know what? I I was so young then. I I can't remember. I had I had lunch at Kona Jack's on the north side of Indy today, and I thought this is it's a seafood restaurant and really seafood, good seafood. A seafood re- is got to be the only place where you have aquariums. You're just looking at fish where you're eating fish. Just, you don't go to a, a steakhouse and like have, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have cows just wandering, you know, sitting in the lobby where you're just looking at an Angus or Maybe. little, little baby calves. So that, that's tomorrow's veal. It sounds like a <laughs> business venture for Ellen K. Farm. <laughs> <laughs> but just, the porthole was, they were known for their filet mignons. So, really? Yeah. Well, um, guess uh, the the last point here when i ask each one of you we'll start with you jerry um if you are elected again in november uh what are what are the big things you want to focus on for the the next term you know 
I really wanted to see these sidewalks through uh, on our part of town. Um, I just think it'd be very beneficial. You know, I had the water separation project that ended right there, Parkview Avenue, as we are. But putting in those new sidewalks down through there was awesome. That used to be a gravel pit way back in the day. Brick factory were, uh, or cement fact, block factory where uh, Henry County Glass is. Block apartment building. Yep, yep. That's where the office was. But um, if we could get those extended out and connect the hospital to the rest of the city with sidewalks and connect Garner Street with sidewalks and connect uh, Wilbur Wright Elementary with sidewalks. It's going to be a safety appeal. And, you know, down the road, we might be able to connect Michigan Street with sidewalks, you know, since they don't have any right now, or 24th Street out to Osborne Park with sidewalks. You just don't know. But I think, the next big deal for the city council to deal with that's going to be on our plate are going to be upgrading the codes and, and zonings. Hmm. It's not been done since the 60s, I believe it was oh, said. Oh, wow. You're going to require flush toilets in every house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there are some homes that I went to when I was still at school that. Is that when we're finally going to be able to have chickens in the city? Yeah, chickens in the city. What about you, Chris? Um, I think the first and like the, the foremost thing that I'm going to try to get accomplished is um, transparency. Like we need to we need to update the cameras at the at the meetings, the audio. I mean, we need a microphone for you know the the mayor needs to be mic'd. What happens if the mayor just pushes his mic away? Well, unfortunately, he serves at the council at that point because he's at a council meeting, so the the microphone will go back up there. <laughs> uh, and then if he wants to yell at me after the meeting, that's fine. We can take it out. And, you know, I've been just yelled- leave the cameras on for the fight. I've been yelled at. <laughs> hey, at least we have cameras now. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like somebody puts the lens cap back on. I've noticed in the or last month or two. It. I don't yeah. know how that's worked, but yeah, but there for, are, it is, for, it is, for a couple it is weeks, better than the, the uh, county. It was just county. a black, there's a black screen, just sound. No, I'm, I'm surprised Aaron didn't. No. Well, I, I think, one or two, I think it might have been uh, the two that he wasn't there, like when he had other arrangements. So that'd be the it's, first uh, thing. It's great. We don't have to do it anymore. So works out well for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that'd be one of the first things I want to get done. Uh, and then also trying to make all like the, the board of works, the RDC meetings, all that as well online. I mean, Muncie is far larger than we are. And you know, they, you know they're a separate entity. Well, yeah. Well, you have no control over the well, works. <laughs> but, but public meetings, I mean, you should, they yeah, should easily they'll just show up to the meeting and make sure the camera's new. turned on. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Anything in your room, right? You, yeah. you guys control that room. So in theory, you could say, hey, council chambers, this yeah. equipment's on. Y'all can have your meeting now. Yeah. I, and I just don't understand why nobody would want to have their public meeting broadcasted. I mean, it keeps everybody, you know, a little more honest and you, it, it's easier. Just like we t- discussed earlier, you know, the board of works meetings at nine thirty in the morning. How am I possibly going to make that without taking lunch? I've made two. Yeah. How, how, but if, but if you do have a stream, then it's available. So the, the members have it to look back on and it's yeah. not a, he said, she said thing. It's, no, you do get, you the, can all go right back the, to it. The notes, the minutes from it. 
but, but the, that's not like being. Yeah, you know, the minutes don't reflect yeah. the emotion. Minutes take action, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sentence or two on, on on discussion, and then it records any action that was taken. So, well, hopefully, we could get the 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 public meetings on on board with being broadcast. I mean, Muncie already does it, so I don't see why we shouldn't be easily be able to do it as well. And then um, making sure that the council enforces its power and ensures itself as part of the, the budget making process. That that's one big thing. Um, like, like they, they, the council should have known that none of the department heads had been talked to before they had been brought to the first reading. I think you might have. I think EMS got talked to in, but they talked in. April or May. It was early. Yeah. I mean, it was early. So maybe start these negotiations a little earlier. Have, see if the administration would be willing to do that. I mean, you can kind of guess. There was some of them that's already set by dates. Uh, okay. So but maybe move a little sooner. But um, And just making sure. <laughs> he's getting called out already. His phone went off and he's got to go turn the lights on for somebody. That's what's, yeah. that's what's going down. not to talk bad about her. <laughs> well, I don't, think, I don't think it's that wife. I think it's the other wife. It's the so, uh, the electric company, yeah, but just something like that. Just I mean, making sure that the city council and and just like Jerry said, uh, rezoning ordinances need to be updated. I mean, come on now. So what I want to hear from each of you, I guess, is it, how's the how's the campaign going? The door to door, the conversations with voters, uh, how how you've been approaching the campaign. How's that? How's that been going? For me. Um Probably one of my benefits was being at the school for so long. Power name. Well, no, Chris, it's, I think people all over the city kind of have a trust in me and they, they contact me, which, you know, that means a lot to me just to have, and Chris, I'm sure you'd want, you just want to have the respect of people like Mm -hmm. that. And you want to have, want to make sure they have, trust and confidence that they can call you. Um, you know, I'm one who I don't go out and make a big public display about stuff. I go behind the scenes. I talk to the department heads and Chris, you probably notice this. I'll thank Kenny Dell or Lee or, or, Lee yeah. or someone because yeah. of something we've discussed uh, or some other committee member. I just, I guess that's counselor coming out in me, uh, but uh, I enjoy getting out and, and uh, talking with people. I'm confident when people come up and see me out in public. You go to Walmart, oh, it's and spend 15 minutes and two hours later, and that's that's awesome. Uh, it's unless you're trying to get in and out real fast. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, then you got to use the the garden door and get but, in and out secretly. But when you take on this position, you got to expect that. You got to expect the phone calls at home. Yep. You got to expect people sending you a message or emailing you. My toughest thing is remembering to check the city email because, you know, I ask them to send it to my personal because I check that. Well, every yeah, day. It, it's easily pop. You know, it, and, I don't know. And when you go Jerry dot Walden at City of Newcastle dot org, net, yeah. Or whatever it is, and it's and it has some crazy password. <laughs> but you know, and, and 
Chris, I don't know. Do you want to just tell everybody your password and we'll just share it with the with the community? <laughs> he goes, hold we on, can, let me log we in. We can my- watch your email for you. It's fine. <laughs> just like when Chris started showing up for the council meetings, I went in and told him, I said, Chris, I'm really happy you're coming here and you need to get involved. Absolutely. Right? And and that thrills me. And you said, why didn't you run for at-large, Guffy? No, <laughs> no, no I, I would have never said. I'm not yeah. that type of person. I'm glad he's running. Yep. Um, we We need... It's embarrassing that we didn't get to vote in the primary. It's that simple. It is absolutely embarrassing. I don't. I, I'm glad Chris is running. I don't take that as a slapping back ahead. The way it's supposed to work. It's the way I always it's look supposed at it, right? to be. Yeah. Um, and it, well, it's, voting is our very precious right. It's our most precious right in this country. And one of my concerns is that people are going to look at this. Say well, only three polling places are open. It's it, it's very strange. That's my concern. I don't when, have a good feeling about when this. when the voters in your ward go. Your names are the only ones on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So when they go to vote, it's going to be either the people that are going no, to vote for uh, Jerry or going to vote for Chris on purpose, or it's the people that vote every time. Period. Well, Those are the only people. That's the only race on the ballot. Well, Even though everybody else filed, you know, you have an at-large race, you have the mayor's race. The decision that was made where they said, hey, it's the, the clerk treasurer's race, the judge's race, only – literally, you're going to pull a ballot. It's going to be the strangest ballot ever because it's going to say Chris Guffey or Jerry Walden. And what's been neat about this, Chris and I have had some really good discussions because mm-hmm. I think we go to about every – It seems meeting. like <laughs> – I, I was going to say yeah. – there for a little bit, it seemed like I was running into Jerry more than I was running into anybody else. <laughs> it was everything. To the point where you're wearing the same shirts. Yeah. We're well, twins. <laughs> I tell separated you, by 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the, the more and more I learn about Jerry, the more and more I see my, my life is developing into exactly like his. <laughs> well, like, like I, I've been dating a, my wife since she was a freshman in high school and I was a sophomore. Well, that's... No, 1973, you, <laughs> dude. You got a little longer on, on time frame, but... My, the the recent acquirement of the girlfriend is a special education teacher, just yeah. like like yours. Uh, so it's and teachers are special people, guys. It, it and especially special needs. I married a teacher, and then she's not a teacher anymore because well, of that state of Indiana thing. It's, it's uh, it, it is not easy to stay a teacher. Uh, uh, when I was it's at, a separate conversation, but when it's I just, was at some of the very first testing meetings with Mister Bennett, uh, when they said. This actually was stated in meeting. A certain percentage of students must fail this test. I couldn't sit still in my chair. Yeah. So I stood up. I said, you need to say that again because being a person that had three master's level courses in test measurements, I've never heard that in any of those courses. That a certain number of Students must fail a test. If that's what they're looking for, people, those millions of dollars we've been spending on this test has been thrown down the drain. And it's a shame. I mean, when you go into a a testing room and you see sophomores sitting at a test, special needs kids, sitting at that computer looking at biology, a course they've never taken and will never take, and say, Mr. Walt, I don't know what this is saying. Yep. Can you can you help me? And you can't say anything. That, guys, yeah, that's, not that's not the right system. I know that's all subject. But. 
Chris, I, uh, I could talk about that as a single subject. <laughs> right. Well, maybe someday we'll run you for superintendent of public instruction. Uh, well, you can't run for that anymore. It's a yeah. it's an appointed job going forward. Yeah. Jennifer McCormick's the uh, the oh, last boy. the last one. Lost another vote, didn't we? Um, yeah. All right. So what's what's it been like going door to door for you? You I know you've been since you announced you've been running running around the district every Sunday. Yeah. Well, I doing I, the drive. Yeah, I I drive the the ward about I think every other Sunday. In the morning, I'll, I'll drive around. So if you've seen a white Chevy Cruze. <laughs> See, Chris, that's how I drive it. I drive the whole ward exactly. once a month. Yeah. And I, I told Kathy, I said, man, some of these people are going to think I'm a creeper driving <laughs> up and down the street. Case in the joint. They exactly. see this Jeep Cherokee <laughs> with the Cubs sign in front of it. So, so. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that and um, been putting out, putting out, like, all kinds of signs, been Hitting the doors, uh, had two walking weeks, weekends, uh, where I forced friendship and made people go walk with me. Uh, I took the, the girlfriend one, one weekend. And you know she's committed when she's going door to door with you. Yes. I know. And she's then keep her, right? So far. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't overextend here, boys. Can't overextend. Starting to get permanent. And then, uh, <laughs> so. Dakota has rejoined us. We have, I'm back. We have one more week that we're going to walk, uh, and then that'll finish off the ward. Um, then, I mean, I'm just doing and everything then it's, I can. Then it's all in the voters' hands. You've but, done all you can, right? Yep. At that point, it's absolutely, you know, the voters going in to pick. And to get back to the, you know, the polling locations, um, not really the polling locations, but the voting machines, I just hope that the first screen that they've seen is not – do you want to vote Democrat, Republican, or Libertarian? Because if <laughs> and it they is, all straight to vote Republican and nobody gets any votes. Guys, I tell you what, if you do anything, you need to work the polls one year. I worked the last round and Chris is exactly right. That had people so confused. Yep. Oh yeah. That is the biggest. If you voted issue it, you went in and if you said I don't want to vote straight ticket, it error, acted error. like you made a mistake. Oh, you're, it you're was, doing this wrong. It you, was you don't not know how to good. vote. And they can fix that. The county voting commission can fix it. Well, and they need to. They need to just take that off the option. And, you know. Everyone's name should be on the same page. You, I mean, you can still vote straight ticket if you want. But yeah. you have to go through but a yeah. pick. <laughs> not, not, pick all the Democrats. I pushed one button. I'm done, boys. I'm out of here. You guys can't tell me anything else. Go vote straight ticket Republican. There's no Republicans. And <laughs> Well, I don't even know if it'd give you the option. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it might just be. Do you want to vote Democrat or Libertarian? But probably, everyone, ought go, probably ought to go name. get a sample ballot there, Mr. Libertarian Chairman, and see well, what I'll it looks like. I'll find out because, Chris, one thing you do want to do is vote early. Don't wait until voting day. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be way too busy. Oh, I, I was – so when Jeremiah ran, I, I worked the polls for him, and I'm like, <sighs> it's like glad I voted early. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it really should be one page with whatever office – being ran for with mm-hmm. everyone's name on that one page. Yep. You should have to pick. Yep. Should not you shouldn't have and it's not taking away any any right of You're not yours. being disenfranchised, no. right? You can still vote straight Republican, straight Democrat, straight libertarian. You just have to put in just a teeny tiny extra bit of work and take a little extra time just pushing a pushing five buttons instead of just pushing one. And you know what? Or don't vote in all the races. Well, or only vote for people that earned your vote. Yeah, or you don't have to vote in all the races. But you know, you may you may skip over to the third page, and you're like, "Well, I don't know this guy, but I know him. But he's a Republican or a Libertarian, and I only vote Democrat. But I'm going to give him a chance." 
Guys, but, the day I vote straight ticket, this country's in trouble. <laughs> Hold on now, because you're going to vote straight ticket, technically. Yeah. <laughs> you only got one choice. <laughs> this country's in trouble. <laughs> All right. But, but that that's... that's we're, we're getting to that point in the show where we probably ought to start putting a bow on it. So we'll go around and get some final thoughts from folks, see what... Uh, See if we missed anything, if there's anything you need to plug. Mr. Guffey, you're on the right. We typically go in counterclockwise fashion around here, so you're on the clock. No matter where I sit, I'm always the first one to go. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. So It's blue shirt. <laughs> must be. Uh, but no, uh, let's see. If you want to reach out to me, I make my, my Facebook page, either my personal page or my campaign page is very accessible. Uh, my email address is on the campaign page. My phone number is on the campaign page. Um if, if you call me between the hours of 8 to 5, just leave a voicemail and I will get back to you. I, I may text, You're out there working for the man. I may text you back, but I will, I will reach out in some fashion. Or unless you want me to call you back, just tell me to call you back and I will. Um, but let's see what else. Mm, Friday, I'm going to – Jeremiah, where are we going? I'm going to Clifty Falls. And I'm going to Clifty you're, you're, Falls. You're following me. Uh, I just I just found out about it tonight. Paige doesn't know. I haven't told her, but she's watching the podcast now. So Paige, uh, Friday night I will pick you you're up. You're going darn near to Kentucky. We're going down. Going to go down there now, in Albany. So <laughs> but, uh, down there near Milton. Either way, um, I, I will say I, I've I've had the pleasure of running against Jerry. Uh, Perfect, perfect op- opponent that I would run. I'd like to run against. He's 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 nice, and he's he still doesn't. He still doesn't. <laughs> well, well, you know, because sometimes well, he's now. Can, I mean, there's, there's there's only a couple weeks left. He could turn real nasty on you if you upset no, I, him. I don't. I, I feel like that's not the kind of person he is. But uh, never do that. He still he still takes my phone calls. Still uh, talks to me in the meetings. He hasn't excommunicated me yet. We'll see how never it goes. Will. <laughs> but no, Jerry, seriously, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, either way, I think the, the city's going to go in the right direction. Yes. All right. Jerry, anything, uh, anything we left out, anything you, uh, you wanted to cover that we, we didn't go, you got five open minutes to talk about the, uh, the education system if you want to <laughs> It'd take five hours to do that. Uh, just like Chris, you know, the only thing that, that I'd like to add my home phone numbers on there. Yeah. I still have a, Old time phone. You want to give those telemarketers somebody to call? Oh yeah. I, I <laughs> Have you bought playing, some car warranty? I love playing games with them. <laughs> but the only thing I ask if if I don't recognize someone's number, I don't answer. But please leave me a message with your your uh, name, and I'll call back or message back. Ever how you get a hold of me? Um, it's uh, Chris. At some point, not saying it's going to be this point, but at some point. <laughs> You'll find out what it's like to be, yeah. be in a leadership role like this, and it's it's intimidating. Yep, uh, you're in charge of a lot of people. A lot of people are, are expecting you to do things for them, and you get tucked in a million different directions. Um, it's a huge responsibility, but take joy in it. Um, I've enjoyed my whole time is three and a half years. Um, I've only missed two meetings out of all of them. One, because I don't, first year we already had a family vacation that we'd gone on for 
over 20 years already set up. And another time I didn't need to be around people cause I was so sick. <laughs> so I'm not going to make others sick, but it, um, I don't think there's anyone in this room who doesn't care about Newcastle, who doesn't love Newcastle and wants to see it grow and go in the right direction for everyone. Um, you know, we just don't serve just Ward 3. We serve all of Newcastle. And I, I think some people forget that city council meetings is the people's council meeting. It, it's for the people, the citizens of, the, of this city. And, uh, they need to attend. They need to get involved with it. Um, it it's very important. It's, it's one that directly affects each and every one of us. You know, when we went through the water separation deal and we had to increase the water sewage and all that, that was forced on us. That was mandated by the federal and state governments. And that happened our first year when we had to deal with the bonding of that. And I ask if the previous council had not got that started what it would have cost and it was 3.5 million more dollars and so we had that savings because of that council's decision and you got to think about things like that what's it going to be down the road chris you mentioned that earlier you you really got to think about that you know i'm not going to be around in 20 years i'm a cancer i'm a cancer survivor i celebrated 11 years out on october 8th and I'm healthy, I'm fat and sassy, and, and uh, guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do here. Uh, your service, for what you're doing, and getting it, you're very fair-handed. I don't care what others say about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very fair-handed. Even when I see you out in public, I, I enjoy you taking time out, coming up and talking to me, and need to find out what you thought of twin lines after we get out of it. So, <laughs> but I awesome. do appreciate you giving me the time to do this. And, and Chris, Chris is an awesome person. He cares about this city just as much as I do. He is very much of a gentleman calling me when he did. And I took that with great respect and I do respect him. For well, that. We're very appreciative. Obviously it's a, a unique situation having, having this program and having Chris be a part of it and still having you come on. And we're, uh, I think you're doing the community a service by, by coming on as well. Oh, we, yeah. tr- we try to provide Most this. Definitely. We try to provide this platform for everybody to, uh, to have access to it's These are sometimes these are low information races and, and we've made it uh, one of the themes of, of this program over the last two years while we've been around to, to make sure we cover local government. You know, it's uh, just nice to be able to sit down. We might disagree on things, but we've had a conversation. You have a long form conversation. And about that's it. missing. And that's what I hate more than anything about the, the federal races. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's not good for, I had a guys. conversation with a lady at work and that was the exact same thing she said. She go, she goes, you just can't talk politics with anybody. I said, well, you should be able to sit down and have conversation like we do. Uh, even if you completely disagree on everything, you should still be able to just have a, you can connect with somebody on some level on something. 
Well, had, I guarantee ninety percent of the time you're going to find something that you agree on. Exactly. We've had 134 yeah. episodes and no guest has gotten up and walked out. It's always <laughs> oh. worked out okay, <laughs> except for Nate or, Lamar. Well, Nate didn't know he was supposed to stay the whole time. He <laughs> <laughs> really laughed. God bless Nate. Dakota. What uh, What do you say? Uh, I have nothing to promote. Thank you for coming on, Jerry. Appreciate Dakota, you being a part you. of this. Uh, make sure you tell the mayor that we're safe and he can come on. Right. The invitation oh, is still open and make sure we don't bite hey make sure you let kathy know that i'd really appreciate the table oh yeah i have it in the back of my car yeah (laughs) i'll give it to you right now (laughs) i have i have a final thought and it's uh, i'm going to be down in uh in madison at uh at clifty falls leaving thursday on a previously scheduled thing but the council the the county council decided uh they're going to have an emergency tax raising session so thursday night i won't be there so i'm hoping that some citizens show up and uh Speak their piece. Uh, we've got uh, we got a tax increase coming. They're uh, they're going to raise it point uh, two, point uh, two percent to uh, to pay for a jail. And I, I went into the MVP barbershop and I I talked to high tax Clay and uh, gave him a hard time. It's only quarters. Uh, it's only less than a quarter a day. <laughs> and I said, man, you voted for the public safety income tax, and that hasn't worked out all that great for the county. Now you're going to vote for this one, and at least the people in Vigo County and the people of Hancock County got a new jail out of it. Now you don't even have that promise. You're voting yes to a tax, and you don't know what you're getting for it. So if you want to vote no on principle, fine. I'm with you. I'm all, I'm all about it. I, you know, I, I ran a year ago on no new taxes. This is coming. Don't do it. And I was a candidate that said no to that. But even if you can entertain a tax, if they're going to give you a jail for it, you don't have that plan yet. You're not that far, but you're going to blindly vote yes for a tax. And they're going to take it. They're going to spend it. They're going to do something with it. And you're not going to have an asset at the end of it. So show up Thursday night and speak your piece and actually challenge them a little bit because I think they're going through the motions because the state's forcing them to do it. Uh, But I think the other option is to have 500, 600, 700 local government officials show up in January at the state house and say, this is not okay. We're not doing it. We're not going to pull We're not going to raise the taxes on our people because you're sitting on $2 billion in empty prisons because you want the level sixes in the county jails. That's not the way this should work. And but the easy thing to do is to say, yep, I guess we have to do it and have seven yeses and everybody moves on. And guys, I guarantee you, when I left that meeting where Madison County and Henry County met, when I walked out of there, Chris, were you there for that one? I don't know if I went to the Madison County one. When I walked out, I could have told you right then and there it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's so just, unless, unless somebody changes it, your taxes are going up. Yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my plea. Show up on Thursday and let your peace be known. At least you can speak your case and time again. go from there. What's the time on that again? I, I assume it's a 6 o'clock, 6.30. What, is it a council meeting? It's a Henry County Council. 6 o'clock. But I don't know if it's a special one. Yeah. No, it'll be 6 o'clock um, at the old courthouse. Should be on their, uh, should be on their website announcing it. I'd be willing to bet. So, but it's coming. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network, and I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news 
News, and we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.